And welcome in to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios on a Sunday morning. It is January 28th of 2024, Daytona. The Clash. Everything is getting closer and closer and closer as NASCAR season is literally less than a month away. We're going to be joined by Austin Green, new up-and-comer. Up here in about eh, 18 or so minutes. I look forward to that interview. We're also going to have some breaking news at the end of this show that has not been reported by anyone in the racing circuit just yet. So we're going to be able to drop that news for you as soon as we can confirm it. Jake Miller alongside JL Steele. It's rattling cages right here on Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, and on your free Fan Run Radio app, in which if you have been trying to find the app, you're listening on the podcast we're getting a new app new website is about to launch as well we're looking forward to that it's gonna be a lot more user-friendly a lot more accessible for a lot of people and we're really looking forward to it jl how are you sir i'm doing well i i've got 24 hours of daytona on race season has started when i've got racing on tv we're good absolutely and you're gonna have that uh really from now until uh until November, essentially. At least, yeah. You're going to have it at least until November. Like I said, we're going to be joined by the new – he's an Xfinity Series newcomer, yep. Austin Green. And his name has been floated around a little bit here lately. And when you look at him, JL, honestly, he's just got that look to him. It's like, okay, this guy could pro- – he's probably going to do something in NASCAR. You look at Austin Green, he's just got that look to him. And I don't know if it's because he's uh, a lot easier to look at than Riley Herbst, but <laughs> the bottom line is, you know, this guy, obviously, he's got talent. He is the Trans Am Series TA2 Rookie of the Year. And, I mean, the 22-year-old man, he is going to do something in not only this series, but I look for him to make a little bit of noise in the Xfinity Series as well. Now, of course, JL, as you know, these are two different kinds of cars. Like, sure. one car is going to drive different than the other. And, you know, to the common fan who doesn't know everything about the ins and outs, the mechanical side of everything, you know, how the setups work on these cars, it's the equivalent of trying to play with a men's basketball and then trying to immediately shoot with a women's basketball after. There is a huge difference there. And I just hope that he can overcome the difference. And, you know, this is a guy you would love to see him see him do well. Yeah, he's uh... – for the casual fan that may not know, Austin's the son of uh, former Bush Series champion David Green, nephew to former Bush Series champion Jeff Green, as well as um, his other uncle, um, Mark, was also a driver for years. Racing's in his blood. It's in his genes. Um, a lot of people, and I hope to talk to Austin about this, a lot of people may say, okay, well, here's another NASCAR child, Silver Spoon. And I assure you, that is not the case. This guy has worked for every ride he's gotten, for every opportunity. And if you don't know much about the Trans Am Series, the TA2 uh, division, they are, it's a great series because it's very cost effective. These are machines built for racing. Engines uh, are built to last a whole season. You know, so you've got to take care of the car. It's a, it's a great entry point for a guy to show what he can do while keeping costs down. And Austin showed it last year. Like you said, rookie of the year. He had five top fives, seven top tens. 
and he's uh, hoping to run a partial schedule with the same team, Peterson Racing, uh, in the Xfinity Series this year. So I'm excited for him. Absolutely. And a little bit about the guy. Jail, I'm, I might have taken a better liking to him than what I thought I was going to when you originally told me about this guy. I find out he's actually a frat boy as well, just like me. So I'm, oh. I'm going to be pulling hard for Austin this year in the Xfinity Series. And as we had cool. mentioned, you know, we got racing guys this month. This upcoming month, we are going to have racing coming your way. The racing that we cover mainly here on the show, and that is NASCAR. Now, when you look at everything going on with NASCAR, we've seen some of the color schemes um, that have popped up. One of the biggest ones I wanted to hit on, JL, I think I, I was actually talking with our friend Woke Steve about this the other day. The uh, Ross Chastain paint scheme that basically oh, yeah. he – Adopted the sponsor from Kevin Harvick, and man, I'm not gonna lie, I love that car. Like, I don't know what it is about it. I just love, 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 love that car. Yeah, it's it definitely pops. It's better than a lot of schemes that have come out lately. But I've, I love the irony of the fact that Chastain's the guy that Harvick said a few years ago would never have a top ride, and not only does Chastain have a top ride, but he now has a former sponsor of Harvick. So I thought that was pretty sweet to see. But uh, this was a weird week. A lot of rule changes coming out. Um, I don't know, from everything from signage you can put put on pit boxes to uh, how they're going to do qualifying. So as always, lately over the last few years, it seems like it's not the same sport you're watching the previous year. They've tweaked something or changed something. So, um like I said, though, we got racing on. I look over my right shoulder. They're racing at Daytona, so happy new year. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, it's actually <laughs> next Sunday. I thought it was in two weeks. It's actually in one week, the uh, Bush Light Clash yeah. at the Coliseum. And if you're looking for hard-nosed, like, racing, traditional racing, I get what they tried to do at this track, Jail. I really do. <laughs> But it just, uh, this is one of those, it just does not do it for me. Yeah, I know we get it back. We get to see some of our drivers watch them compete. But this is a track that they're not, like, there's nothing else like this on the on the circuit. Like, nobody's going to be racing at this short of a track throughout the season. I'm pretty sure it's a quarter mile, if that, out at the L.A. Coliseum. At least we get something. I'll say that, you know, I like to complain a lot and, you know, a lot of it's about NASCAR, a lot of it's about football, a lot of it's about basketball, but at least we get something. Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. I tried to have an open mind the first year. The product just, just wasn't there. It just stinks. I mean, let's call it like it is. It just stinks. Yeah. You know, when you're taking what's supposed to be the highest level of uh, stock car racing and put them, put it on a temporary track, a fake track, whatever you want to say it's uh, certainly the smallest track it's it's just not from a racing point of view it's it's not entertaining it's just entertaining to say hey the season started and cars are on the track that's the best thing to me you can take out of it absolutely and of course with the clash this is as we uh we should note it is an exhibition race in jail like you have said before it you used to have to get this and it be an honor like it used to be an honor to be able to race in the clash, in, especially yeah. when it was at Daytona, because you had to earn that. And now, sure. now it's to the point where it's like, okay, well, let's uh, let's throw some guys in here, and see what happens. 
well, pretty much everybody has a shot in the past years ago. It was previous years, pole winners at Daytona, line them up and let's go. And it was a quick sprint. Now we've got heat races and a last chance qualifier. And then you're going to end up with 23 guys out of those that, that make it to the main event, the clash. So, um, I don't know. I guess in the days of charters, that's to be expected with the money out there. They want to be more inclusive instead of excluding teams and drivers. I get that, but I don't know. It's just, um, they lost something special. I think when they took it from Daytona, but you know, mm-hmm. a lot's changed about Daytona. It used to be speed weeks. You'd be down there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And now you've, it's like, I don't know. You got like speed days. You got a couple of days. You're going to practice qualify and, and then the race and that's it. So, um, I don't know how you're catering to fans when you're taking away more time of cars on track. I mean, that's what people spend the money for. That's what they take the time off work for to go down there and, and get their money's worth. And sadly, we don't have it. No, we don't. Now we're talking about Daytona. They will be at Daytona. The Daytona 500, of course, is February 18th of this year. So you're, you're less than a month away. You're a mere days away now. Yeah. One of the things that you can watch and you're going to get some excitement out of, you know, obviously there's going to be qualifying that week. But on Thursday, February 15th, you have the duels. You have duel number one, yeah. duel number two, 60 lap races. Those are very fun to watch. Those are what I really, I'll be honest, before the Daytona 500, that's probably what I look forward to the most. Because you actually get racing like these guys are actually battling hard in these duels, try to you know, jockey for position at the start of the race, and this is the only race that does that. So this is one of the things I look forward to. Anything else that we should look forward to that week? Yeah, uh, the ARCA race. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a big, that. big race. Uh, I mean, just as Daytona's the crown jewel for, <clears throat> excuse me, for NASCAR and for Cup, it, it's the same way for, for um, ARCA. Um, had a great surprise winner last year, and, uh, of course, our – Friend that we're a fan of, Willie Mullins, does well down there. So I'm pulling hard for Willie in the three car to finally break through and get a win. He's got a few top fives down there. He's had some great finishes. Uh, so I always look forward to the ARCA race. And I know ARCA, especially on the speedways, gets a bad rap, uh, you know, about in over their heads. And, and there's always a big crash. But the same holds true for Cup. I mean, you always have the big one there as well. So that's just people picking for no reason but uh the arca race is great and xfinity races well they all race the trucks everybody's right. racing at daytona so um yeah it's, it's always the very exciting kickoff to the season every year yeah and it's uh you mentioned you know people say the arca drivers some of those guys are just in over their head i mean like you said that applies to cup really it yeah. applies to uh, some some xfinity series drivers and some truck series drivers i mean some of those sure. guys are just way in over their head and they've had sure. this media machine behind them their entire life and they get on the track they try to handle these cars and guys if you want to know what it's like to drive one of these cars michael waltrip i think actually said it best of all people he said imagine holding two bricks one in each hand holding it straight in front of you and then trying to turn with it but you cannot stop you cannot take a break Mm -hmm. for 500 miles oh and by the way you're going 200 miles an hour yeah yeah, we've had great finish, historic finishes, really across all three of the major series down there over the years. So I am excited, and uh, you and I have talked about this more off air when we make the transition from every other week on the show to going weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I'll be out of commission. I'm going out of the country uh, here in about two weeks. But, uh, yeah, it's not going to be long. We're going to have a whole lot to talk about. Reviewing previous week's race, previewing the upcoming race, and looking forward to it. Absolutely. And just a rundown of your first few races of the year. Uh, starting to feel like old times a little bit again. You got the Daytona 500. Then you go to Atlanta. Go out west to Vegas and Phoenix for a couple weeks. And then make the trip to East Tennessee. Yeah. Bristol. Food City 500. March 17th. The only just thing for good weather. And the only thing that I wish they would do is just move these races to 1 o'clock. I know. Move it to 1. That was that was the greatest thing in the world. Like when, when I was growing up, you go to church, you come back home, and where I'm from, it was either KFC, the Chinese buffet, or a Domino's pizza. And then you sit there and you just watch NASCAR. Yeah. And that consumed what you did that afternoon. And it was fun. You didn't have to sit there and watch it, you know, like football or basketball, play after play after play. You could do some stuff. You can get some stuff done around the house during that time. Have it on in the mm-hmm. background, depending on which race it was. Now, there's some races that are better than others, and there's some tracks that you do want to sit there, and you want to watch the whole thing from start to finish. Bristol, you know, of course, being one of them. Daytona, of course, being one of them. And then, of course, JL, after that, we're going to the Circuit of the Americas for a 68-lap mm-hmm. race. First road race of the year. First road race of the year, absolutely. Then, after that, make a trip up to Richmond, which I might uh, – I might actually try to catch that one this year. Might make the trip up to Richmond. You might be hearing me do the show live from Richmond Raceway. And uh, might be working on something for us there, JL. As a matter of fact, we'll talk a little bit about that off the air. Then, of course, you got Martinsville. They're going to stay in the state of Virginia. Texas, Talladega, Dover. And then you get into the month of May. We all know what happens in the month of May. The All-Star Race. The Coke 600 crown jewel you go to kansas then you come back to the south you go to darlington which is always going to put on a good show at least for me i love that track and then they're going to be in charlotte for two weeks for the open the all-star race of course North those Wilkesboro. two uh, excuse me north wilkesboro yes and then they're going to go to charlotte for the coke 600 so used to that all-star race being at charlotte I, i've i've even forgot that it was at bristol and i was at that race oh really <laughs> yes I, I was at that race you know 18 rows up from the start-finish line. That was a fun experience. And then you get into June. Of course, Jimmy Johnson is going to hit his summer slump. Excuse me. He does not race anymore. Um, But (laughs) Remember that? That was always one of the things that got talked about was, here comes Jimmy Johnson with a summer slump. Yeah. And, of course, we only got three races in the month of July. You have the Chicago Street Race, which, I mean, I don't know. We can get into that one a little bit more after we talked up. Austin here in a minute but that was a race it didn't get a fair chance last year no not with the weather no now if we'd had dry conditions you know it'll probably put on a better race it was good to see somebody get the win that you did not expect to get the win a guy first time in a NASCAR Cup Series car you know and Shane Van Gisenbergen I think is how you pronounce his name um he you know comes out and just does a phenomenal job in a car that he has never raced in, on a track that has never been raced on before in this series, and he just absolutely goes out and puts in the work. That was probably the highlight of last year. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you one you skipped over in June that I'm really excited about. I mean, I'm really amped up to see the Cup cars at Iowa. Yes. On June 16th. The Xfinity cars have put on a great show up there. Uh, it's been a couple years, so I'm excited about that Iowa race. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick timeout, guys. Stay with us. Austin Green joins us <laughs> next right here on Rattling Cages. Stay locked in. It's Fan Run Radio. Making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science. You just got to start with a better vodka. And then voila, you get White Claw vodka soda. Your taste buds are about to get a PhD in deliciousness. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. Try the all-new White Claw vodka soda. Pick up a variety pack of their four delicious flavors. Only 100 calories, 4.5% alcohol, and 2 grams of sugar. White Claw Vodka Soda. Please drink responsibly. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit rogershydrantservice.com. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Back here on Rattling Cages, right here on Fan Run Radio, Fox Sports, Knoxville. Pleased to be joined by Austin Green, TA2 Rookie of the Year. Austin, what is up, man? Oh, it's good. Good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So, Austin, 
You're coming up through the Trans Am Series right now, and you just absolutely go out there and you kill it in your rookie year in the series. And this is a series, too, in which, you know, I watched a little bit of it, you know, over the weekend once JL told me, you know, that you were going to be coming on. And, man, I got to say, I'm impressed. I got to say I'm very impressed with what I saw. And you guys were actually at um, – you guys were at Sebring not too long ago. And you just absolutely went out there, you know, got the testing done, made it happen. Tell us a little bit about your rookie year in the Trans Am Series and just how you were able to make it work and make it work as effectively as you did. Yeah, no, I think the Trans Am Series is a great, great stepping stone for, uh, you know, if you want to go the NASCAR route or – or the IMSA route, but, um, you know, the first year was, um, was really good. Um, you know, started off on a, on a high note there at Sebring, I think finished second. Um, and then, you know, just had some good races and some bad races there, uh, but just part of it. So thankfully, uh, it came down to a, a close race with, uh, me and a buddy of mine for, for, uh, fifth place and rookie of the year. So, Absolutely. Talking with Austin Green, driver of the 89 car in the Trans Am Series. Austin, so right now, when you're looking at this, you have now got a partial schedule coming up in the NASCAR Xfinity Series with Peterson Racing. Tell us about how that went down and how easy was it for you to just say, yes, I want to do this, this is what I'm going to do. And do you plan to make that a full-time schedule here within the next two to three years? Yeah, so I think, you know, all last year it was it was kind of a work in progress. Um, and then, you know, I mean, for as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to race, and, and you know, NASCAR has always been my goal, and hopefully one day race in the Cup Series, but, you know, one thing at a time. So when I found out about uh, the part-time deal with Xfinity, I was, you know, absolutely floored. And, and um, you know, it's just through the grace of God and, and uh, Doug Peterson and three months service group for, for believing in me and giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. Joined by uh, Austin Green, Jake Miller, JL still cruising along with you on a Sunday. JL, feel free to jump in here, man. Austin, I appreciate you coming on. Good talking to you. Um, you know, a lot of people, especially in the day of social media, a lot of people are going to see your last name, hear your story and say, well, here's another, you know, silver spoon. And, and, had it handed to him. And that is not the case with you at all. I'm here to tell everybody. So tell people kind of what your journey has been like, where you started and, and how you've gotten to this point. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I think you're right with the last name. Um, but yeah, you know, I was, you know, blessed to have a, have a good childhood and, and, uh, you know, two parents that supported me and everything. And, um, yeah, you know, started go-karts at four and, and, you know, then went to, Bandoleros and then Legend Cars and then um, I think I did eight late model stock races in 2018 and then um, you know due to some sponsorship stuff didn't run in uh, 2019 2020 uh, and then I think just got lined up with the right people and and did one TA2 race in 21 three races in 22 and then now the uh, the full time deal in twenty three. Do you have any idea yet? Uh, and I understand if you're not allowed to to give details yet. But do you know which races uh, you're going to be going after in the Xfinity Series this year? Uh, we're going to be doing all the road courses and Good. a couple of the short tracks. Okay. 
Good. Now you're still going to be run. You're not running full time in Trans Am now. You're running just partial. Is that correct? Yeah, just a part time deal because I think I think some of them are conflicting uh, with the NASCAR Xfinity races. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, you you know, for folks that don't know, I mean, you your team last year, I mean, had an Andretti and a Sed and Green. So you you know, you're running just in your own team against some guys that uh, have road racing in their background. Uh, so that, that was pretty impressive to see you pull off that rookie of the year and, and get those podium finishes you had. Um, I'm assuming, tell me if I'm wrong, but the goal this year in the Xfinity race is probably just to log laps, get experience, keep the car in one piece. Am I right? Or do you have different goals? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, kind of for the first race, just, um, you know, learn as much as I can. You know, I've never been in, uh, an Xfinity car, so try to get used to that real quick. Uh, thankfully, Coda will be the first one, so thankfully I've already been there twice with, with Trans Am. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, the main goal, obviously, is, is to run good and, and hopefully go out and, you know, get a win if you can. I know, I know Xfinity is going to be a lot harder than Trans Am, but, um, you know, I mean, you got to set your goals high. Nice, that's you right. You absolutely have to. And, Austin, you had, uh, you've competed, you know, in similar cars before you know you've ran you ran one race in the arca rate or in the arca series uh at toledo in 2020 you know 18 19 years old you know jumped in that car i want to say you started you started right outside the top 10 you finished in the top 10 for that race what was that experience like and just going out there and just trying to make it happen you know in the arca series because that's you know obviously you know as we've explained to our listeners you know it's kind of like you know Take a basketball, for example. You use a men's basketball, you shoot with that ball, and then you shoot with a women's ball, which weighs less, and it's a lot different. And if you try to keep going back and forth, eventually it's going to mess up your shot. And, you know, one of these things, you know, once you get used to driving a certain car, you're used to that car forever. But, you know, explain what it's like going from a Trans Am Series car to an ARCA car or an Xfinity Series car. What's that like in the driver's head? It's like, okay, well, I can do this in this car, but I can't necessarily do it in this car so a lot of different you know changing your timing of braking and how you handle the car walk through if you don't care to our listeners you know what it's like jumping from one series to the next and just trying to maintain you know composure jumping from car to car yeah i think um you know with the transit stuff it's um you know we got the wing on it so there's increased downforce um 550 horsepower um you know pirelli tires and and better brakes and um you know i got a couple buddies in the xfinity series that have raced trans am before so i've tried to pick their brains a bit and you know big thing that i'm kind of going into it thinking is um you know it's it's gonna be a lot heavier less downforce more power uh goodyear tires so i think every little thing is going to be different on itself and um you know hopefully you know drives like a race car and and i can adapt pretty quickly but (laughs) Um, I know there'll be, uh, that'll be the big struggle. Absolutely. Speaking with Austin Green, uh, driver of 89 Trans Am Series, uh, you race the, not only the Ford Mustang, but you also race Chevrolet Camaro from time to time in that, from what I understand. And he's also going to be driving the number 87 car for Peterson Racing in nine, nine races. Is that correct? Uh, I think eight. Eight races this year in the Xfinity Series, which we are looking forward to. Uh, JL. Feel free to take over, man. Well, I'm just excited. Uh, you know, I don't really know Austin. I know his folks. Uh, 
talk to his mom from time to time and and i know the background he comes from and and he, i'm just excited he finally has this shot um uh, and i hope he makes the most of it uh where do you see this progressing i know eventually the the goal is eventually to make cup but a realistic timeline we get these eight races and obviously hoping that leads to more but do you have in your mind like hey next year we want full-time xfinity and you know a couple years in that series or are you just kind of taking it as it comes and just trying to seize any opportunity i mean do you have a a kind of a timeline established on, on how you want to accomplish your goals yeah no i think definitely just you know taking it as it comes, but uh, personally, I think, you know, get through this year and, and run good and, you know, get good exposure and and um, then hopefully next year in 25, go go full-time with the Xfinity Series and, you know, that that's, if I had to, if I had to uh, control it, that's what, that's what I would do. So hopefully, hopefully we just get through this year good and, um, and we'll see what happens in uh, 25. Good. Well, let me ask you, you mentioned, you know, your last name. and do, Have you found that to this point to be a blessing or a curse or does it kind of wash out? You know, has, from your point of view, what, if anything, has that meant to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it, it's good or bad. Um, you know, I would say probably more on the, on the better side, but yeah, it's, um, you know, at, some of the Trans Am races, I'll have have some guys come up to me, and it's always funny hearing my family history from people that I don't really know or haven't met <laughs> about when I wasn't even born yet. So, yeah, I think that's like the cool aspect. It's just um, you know, a lot of people know and Dad and, and and Jeff and Mark, and having worked with them and and now working with me, we got a couple guys on the TA2 side that that um have worked with my dad and, and or uncle. So I think everything just comes around full circle and uh, I think it's pretty unique. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I, the, the only time I've ever been to victory lane in a top series was with your dad in Oh three in Nashville when he won that. And that was, that was an incredible experience. Let me tell you. So that's cool. Awesome. Like the, do you get, between your dad and your uncles, I mean, I know their background isn't in trans amp series, but do they offer a lot of advice? Do you seek a lot of advice? Or do they let you kind of do your own thing and just encourage or how much input, if any, do you get from those three? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm always, dad's always blowing up my phone and when he's not there. So, um, I always, you know, try to call him and, and just, you know, talk about the race, talk about the session, whatever it is. And, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of them don't have road course experience. Um, Back in the day, I guess NASCAR, you know, they only went to uh, one or two a year compared to yeah. now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they're always there to to, to lean on and, and and pick their brains, which is uh, very grateful for. And and hopefully, you know, when we go over to the NASCAR side, um, maybe they can relate a little bit better. Cool. What uh, I guess is your transition. I mean, you're familiar with Xfinity, obviously although you haven't driven in the series and you talked a little bit about the difference in the cars between trans am and, and Xfinity. But I guess I'd like to know a two part question. Number one, what makes you confident going into these eight races and what, if any concern do you have going into those eight races? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, having a great group of guys behind me and uh, with Doug Peterson and, you know, Peterson Racing, a new team. Um, but uh, we got, I don't want to say an alliance, but, um, you know, Ty was RCR. So I, I definitely think that would be beneficial and, and um, you know, useful to kind of lean on those guys. Um, and then, yeah, I guess something, I don't know. I mean, I think we got to make the show in all the races, which, you know, I, I'm not doubting the car, the team. It's just, that's going to be a little bit more of a challenge, um, since we don't have any, any points, uh, mm-hmm. coming in. So, uh, I think, you know, one thing after another, just, just, you know, for, first focus on making the race and then, um, getting through the race running good and, and, uh, you know, the NASCAR races are much longer and more strategy goes into those. So I'm looking forward to it. And, um, you know, hopefully we, uh, we can run just as good as we do in the trans and side. Cool. Well, Jake, I don't want to cut Jake off. He may have something else, but before we let you go for fans, just learning about you, just hearing your name, where can they find you and follow you across social media? Yeah. So I have, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So all, all like, you know, the, the general basic stuff. Um, and it's Austin Green 2 on all of them. And you heard it right here first. Austin, I got one thing for you before you head out. You know, obviously, you know, on your profile it says you go to Appalachian State out in North Carolina, out in Boone. Now, are you taking online classes while you're going around – competing and practicing and doing everything are you actually going in class like doing in-person classes while you're trying to make this happen yeah thankfully um you know this semester so i graduated in may so it's my last last semester here and uh thankfully i was i was grateful to uh to get two in-person classes and the rest are online so makes it a little bit easier but yeah in the past um you know when i've had all the in-person classes uh you know just talk to the professors and, and let them know what I do. And here's what I, you know, I'll be gone in this state this week, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and usually some of them work with me and, you know, others kind of stick to the rule book on it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I like staying busy and definitely keeps me busy, but, uh, it's always funny, you know, we'll be at a race or something doing practice. And then once practice is over, you know, do data, look at all the video and then, you know, we've got some downtime, and then i got to go write a paper or take a test right there at the track. So <laughs> it's cool. It's unique. But, um, yeah, it's always weird going to a race and then, um, you know, flying back Sunday, driving back up the dune here, and then i got to sit in class Monday morning. I like nobody knows what just happened. So Man, a professor that would not allow – a little bit of leeway in that situation, man. I just I cannot deal with it. You know, I I actually had that experience once, um, because I was actually in the Army Reserve while I was in college, and some professors were like, well, sorry, but you know, here's your deadline. You got this time to do it. You got this time to do it. You got this time to do it. Meanwhile, I'm trying to balance that the Army and the fraternity. Oh, by the way, I'm a huge Tennessee football fanatic, so I got to balance that in there somehow. So yeah. I mean, I get it 100. percent But hey, at least while you were at Appalachian State, you got to see some good football. You got to see some oh, good yeah. football in your oh, yeah. downtime. Oh yeah, football season here is uh, is uh, is pretty crazy. Everyone goes goes all out for it. So, 
Absolutely. Austin, thank you so much for jumping on with us, man. Tell us where to find you one more time on Twitter. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It's uh, Austin Green 2. Austin Green 2. Go ahead, give him a follow. We're going to take a quick timeout. Austin, we will talk soon, my friend. Thank you so much for jumping on. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Austin. Let's get you back on when you go full time. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. That is Austin Green, rookie of the year in the Trans Am Series, TA2 rookie of the year. Stay with us. Final segment of the program, which we might have some breaking news for you coming up here on the top. Stay with us. It's Rattling Cages right here on Fan Run Radio. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge Variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at northknoxsidingandwindows.com. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience. Located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway, give them a call today at 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com. That's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan that you heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you ready to make your dream home a reality? Hi, I'm Bo Kregner, and here at the Kregner Group at Realty Executives, we know that finding the perfect home is more than just a transaction. It's about finding your sanctuary, your future, your happiness. Our team is dedicated to guiding you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and stress-free journey towards home ownership. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're here to help. Call me anytime at 865-742-1035 or just visit us online at bonoshouses.com. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit rogershydrantservice.com. Dixon 
It's my life, oh so right My Dixieland delight Final segment of the program It's Rattling Cages right here on Fan Run Radio Jake Miller and J.L. Steele If you aren't able to catch the entire show live Feel free to go back and listen to the podcast On SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Wherever you get your podcast We will be available Austin Green can't say enough good things about the guy. Great kid, obviously great aspirations, and he's done it the right way and not been you know, your stereotypical, well, my dad raced, I'm going to race kind of guy. You know, he's not been not been silver spoon fed, you know, like you had yeah. mentioned, JL, throughout the show. And, you know, actually haven't earned his keep. You know, I got a lot of respect for the guy now. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him in his eight races in the Xfinity Series this year. I am too. Like I said, he's earned it. He's earned what he's gotten to this point. And and, uh, so I think that puts him a step ahead of a lot of guys we've seen in the past with uh, racing fathers and uh, hope that bodes well for a a bright future for him. Absolutely. And JL, um, do we have a little bit of breaking news? Listen, if you are a late model race fan, listen up. We had Tom Keene on a few weeks ago owner of keenparts.net they've sponsored cars at every level from cup down to local short tracks and dragsters they have put together and we knew this was coming but it couldn't tom couldn't announce it at the time and i was kind of half joking said hey when the time comes can can we share this so tom has given us permission before this has been released to the general racing media the 2024 Keen Parts Grassroots Racing Series. You know, they had the, the Keen Cup last year, mm-hmm. select number of races. They were competing, you know, for the Keen Cup, a trophy and money and so on. What they've done this year is really cool because SRX fans, remember when that series first started, you'd get all these big names in racing, either retired uh, cup drivers, current cup drivers, IndyCar, and so on. And they'd go to some of these tracks and have a local guy race against them, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Keene, this year, is going to have the opposite. They're going to local tracks across the country, and they're going to have one cup driver come and join the field. Oh. They did that last year with Kyle Busch. They're starting it again this year. Now, there won't be a cup driver in every race, but this kicks off in a couple weeks at New Smyrna uh, on the 13th. That's the first race. And they're going across multiple series, ASA, the Cars Tour, uh, the Granite State Pro Stock Series, uh, Southern Super Series. Uh, So there's different series involved. But here's what's cool. The races that they don't have a cup driver, the Keen car will be driven by Caden Quaffle. Mm-hmm. They've sponsored Caden, been involved with him for, for years now, and his brother, son of uh, former cup driver Travis Quaffle. But let's go to Wednesday, May 15th at North Wilkesboro. The Cars Tour is racing. There will be a cup driver to be named, not yet named. They're still hammering out some of those details, but there will be a cup driver running the keen card in that race uh kyle bush is going to be back in the keen car uh let me see in lee new hampshire in june 
And we know we've got some listeners up in Virginia, Chris Clark, Jared Groot. They're going to want to know about this. Great guys, by uh, the way. Good guys. Uh, know them both. Love them. Appreciate their, their uh, passion for the sport. But at, let me see, South Boston, famous track. They're going to have a cup driver in the Keen, Keen car on August 3rd. Then on the 9th at Langley, Virginia, another cup driver yet to be determined. So we've got even more news to look forward to as the year breaks. But we've got a total. Let me see. We're going to have cup drivers in one, two, three, four, probably six races. Uh, let's see. Langley, South Boston, Hickory on July 27th, uh, Anderson, Indiana, July 20th, and then that Wilkesboro race. So this tour is going to, I mean, this, this series is going to go from New Smyrna in February all the way through the Snowball Derby in December. So they're hitting some great tracks. I mean, not New Smyrna, Wilkesboro, Hickory, uh, the Milwaukee Mile. Oh, uh, came. Caden's going to be driving for Milwaukee Mile in June. Uh, South Boston, Langley, of course, uh, Pensacola. Actually going to be at Pensacola three times, March 24th, April 26th. Caden's going to be in the car, as well as the Snowball Derby. So here's the deal. If you're a race fan, you got to love the Keens for what they do, okay, to support the series. Secondly, you've got about six, what I say, four, about six chances to see a cup driver at these local tracks running against either local guys or series regulars in the cars tour. Uh, two of those races, South Boston and Langley, aren't touring series. They're just local late model stock car races. Mm -hmm. So your weekend warrior that normally races, say, at Langley, he's going to be out there at his home track against a cup driver. Uh and listen, if they're getting Kyle Busch in a car, in a keen car, back-to-back mm -hmm. years, I'm pretty certain, and some of the names I've heard, these are going to be some drivers you do not want to miss if you're in the area. Uh, so look for more on that. We appreciate Tom and TJ so much for giving us the opportunity to be the first ones to share this news with race fans. I'm really honored that they did that, but I'm excited about this. Absolutely. I mean, and you just list off some of those tracks. You know, you talk about South Boston, Langley, uh, the Milwaukee Mile, New Smyrna. JL, this is, um, I'll just call it like it is, it's uh, iRacer's dream. I mean, think about it. Those are the tracks, like, if you race, you know, depending on and how iRacing works is they start you out in street stock, you race certain cars, and then you move up to late models and then super late models. And those are the same tracks that you're racing at in those cars when you're on the simulator. And I mean, iconic tracks. Yes, iconic tracks. And this is, like I said, it's an iRacer's dream. Well, they're going to be at uh, Wilkesboro. I was just looking. They're going to be at Wilkesboro in October as well for the Cars Tour. So they're going to hit Wilkesboro twice, once in May, uh, once in October. The May race will have a cup driver. The October race will be Caden, uh, Caden Quaffles. So I'm, telling you, I'm looking at this. They're running from Florida, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, uh, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Indiana. I mean, Florida. They're hitting a lot of lot of great long time racing markets. So uh, take a look at that. And I, I'm going to be shocked when I'm sitting. As soon as I saw South Boston and Langley, I immediately thought of Chris and Jared up in Virginia, and I said, "Those guys are going to be there." I know that. So 
Uh, I think it's exciting. It, it kind of takes me back to years ago when NASCAR was really at its peak mm-hmm. in the nineties. And you'd have a lot of that. You'd ha- you'd have a local track. Um, and if the cup guys were within a decent drive to where they were racing on Sunday, they may show up at your track on Friday or Saturday and run either a, a match race against a couple of others or a couple of local guys, or they jump into a local driver's car and run. And it's making that connection between the local fan, the local track and drivers and the cup series kind of gives you bragging rights too. If you go out there and you beat a Kyle Busch, you know, how many guys can say they did that? Not many. I'll go ahead and call that like it is. I mean, look at the truck series, for example, not many guys can say they've outlasted Kyle Busch in a truck series race. Yeah. There's no downside to that. This is just positive. Every way you look at it, uh, appreciate so much the Keens, not only what they are doing, but uh, again, for giving us, you and I, the, the privilege to announce this. I've been waiting since I talked to Tom uh, Wednesday. I'm like, man, I can't wait to, to let the world know about this on Sunday. Yeah, this is uh, this is great. I mean, this is probably some of the more exciting news that we've had throughout the offseason, I would say, just because, you know, you're a guy, you love local tracks, I love local tracks, I love the local short track racing, you know, and really got an appreciation for it once I got into iRacing. Because, you know, you play the NASCAR games, you know, your NASCAR Thunder, mm-hmm. your NASCAR 07, NASCAR 08, NASCAR Heat, whatever it may be, you know, on just a standard video game console. Well, then insert iRacing into the deal. It's like, okay, well, there's different stuff out there. So then you start to learn to drive the late models, the stock cars, uh, the, uh, the stock series, I should say, the super late models, and, you know, try to figure out, you know, how different is it from this car to this car, and then it's like, oh, well, there's other cars, too. It's like there's Skip Barbers. There's, you know, all these other cars that just get ran. And then you really hone in on one, and that's one that I really did. So hearing the names of some of these tracks, you know, like we just mentioned, you know, um, New Smyrna, South Boston, the Milwaukee Mile, and, you know, you mentioned the Snowball Derby, as a matter of fact. And I just hear that, and I just get really excited because that stuff, it's like, wow. It's like, I know these tracks. It's like. I've fake raced these tracks in a sense. <laughs> but, you know, this is great news. Really proud of the Keens and really thankful they were able to let us share the information live with you here on air on Rattling Cages here with Fan Run Radio, Fox Sports, Knoxville. Um, yeah, this is this is fantastic. I mean, there's nothing else you can say. This is just fantastic. And not just the fact they're doing the series, but the names that they're able to get with these series. Yeah. 17 races uh, is makes up the schedule. Uh, like I said, it starts uh, a couple weeks at New Smyrna, concludes in December at the Snowball, Snowball Derby. So you've got 17 races, typically about one to two races a month. Uh, some months we've just got one race, some or two, but 17 races and uh, what an opportunity to, to not only see great racing, but see some of the biggest names in the Cup Series come to these tracks. So, it's for race fans. It is an absolute grand slam. Absolutely. Very proud of what they're doing right there. And as we get closer, of course, next week, we are going to have the clash. And I'm not going to, uh, you know, we lo- normally like to give you some betting odds and try to figure out, you know, who's going to win the race, make our picks. Um, JL, I-, I just don't feel right doing that this week. Just because this race is just so unpredictable, you don't know what's going to happen, and uh, yeah. call it like it is, it's just it's not fun. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm with you. I'm, I guess the biggest news <clears throat> that I've heard this week about this race is some guy named Machine Gun Kelly is going to be putting on a concert. So Do what? Yeah, never once in my life have I waited to find out who was hosted or who was putting on a concert to decide if I was going to the racetrack or not, but it is what it is. And they got Machine Gun Kelly of all people in LA. So, <sighs> well, I guess the biggest thing I'm looking forward to about that is they're going to run a, a NASCAR Mexico race there that weekend. I'm not at all familiar with that series. So I'm looking forward to that. Just as bad as that track is for the actual racing, I'm at least looking forward to kind of seeing something different and some new names to me, mm-hmm. new names and, and seeing what they do. That's, that's the only thing I'm really excited about for that. And if machine gun Kelly doesn't do it for you, we do have, we do have somebody that is going to perform at the Daytona 500 pre-race show. I uh, saw that, yeah. Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull. Yeah. It's going to be there. And the thing with Pitbull, I mean, at least you could say Pitbull's bringing something to the sport. Oh, yeah. Being a co-owner for Trackhouse Racing, at least he's bringing yeah. something to the sport. And, I mean, let's call it like this. His team did a very good job you know, coming onto the scene as fast as they oh, did. Yeah. You know, whether or not that's him, uh, you know, utilizing his resources to make it happen or – whatever it may be, but you got to at least respect that guys brought us a product and brought us a team that we can, I mean, call like it is we can get behind. I mean, Ross Chastain, he did stuff that we had never seen people do in a race car. I mean, I'm speaking specifically about Martinsville and basically gets his own rule. The Ross Chastain rule is what I call it, that you can't just, you know, ride, (laughs) ride the wall wall through the corners. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the thing is, like, every, everyone had an opinion about that. And you had some people saying, wow, that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And then you had others, oh, well, he shouldn't do that. He shouldn't do that. But some of those same people, JL, are the same people that said, well, we've not seen a guy like Dale. We've not seen somebody, you know, take chances like Dale would. Okay, well, what was that? Like, mm-hmm. that was uh, probably one of the best moves I've ever seen, to be honest with you. I love that. Sure, well, here we are few years later still talking about it so that'll always be talked about i mean the best the biggest things that have ever happened in my life were probably that uh kyle bush in the truck series wrecking ron hornaday under caution yeah let's see what else happened in my lifetime uh obviously dale earnhardt and then uh jeff gordon's you know last race at martinsville in which he won but the biggest part about that one was matt kenseth getting more fans in those two oh, yeah. seconds than what he had in his entire life. That was probably one of the coolest things, you know, I'd ever seen. That's probably my number two on that list. So my top two memories have come from Martinsville. Martinsville, yeah, there you go. And not to mention I love love that speedway, love the uh, Martinsville dogs and the uh the fact that I just went up there, I had the time of my life, man. <laughs> That's what it's about. That's what happens never, never when you go to NASCAR race. Racetrack. Absolutely. That is gonna do it for this week's edition of rattling cages jl thank you so much man thanks man enjoyed it as always all righty up next we have the morning after davis rangy myself we're going to break down what happened yesterday in tennessee's game against vanderbilt the slow start and then the dominant performance by dalton connect stay with us right here on fan run radio 
Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that 